Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast, A Little More Light. I'm Kev. And I'm Dee. From day one, we both learned pretty quickly what it felt like to be different. And over the years, God's been reminding us that we were made different for a reason. In fact, we believe we're all made a little different. But what we do know is that we are meant to live our lives in the light. From life's greatest moments to its biggest disappointments, to relationships, our passions, and everything in between, God encourages us to live these moments in the light. So with that, let's dive in. Time to shine. Three, two, one. Welcome back to episode five. Episode five of A Little More Light with Kev and D. Uh, it is only fitting that this week D takes center stage. And <laughs> even though we know it's it's not difficult for her to do that. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, we recently actually just got to watch a bunch of uh, D's uh, old videos and uh, she's clearly the actress when she grew up in this family yeah i'm just gonna clarify it those are old family videos we don't just watch videos that i make like <laughs> it's just I it's mean, just already come basically but this, yeah we were watching family movies that you want to talk about no i do not I'm yes good. but we were watching some awesome videos of danielle as a young child and she definitely stole the show maybe we'll have to pull those out one of these days but, yeah maybe uh today we're gonna ask uh, D some questions um, just about her life uh, right now and some things that have recently happened that are pretty uh, amazing and really should be shared. And so if you follow D, you might know kind of what I am alluding to. But if you don't, uh, you guys are really in for a treat today. So um, D, are you ready? Yeah, ready. Let's go. Wait a minute, D from the future, I just had to pop on here and preface what you guys are about to listen to. So we actually recorded this podcast a few weeks ago, a lot closer to the date that this event happened at, you know, just to kind of get those raw and real emotions down. Um, And so I hope you guys enjoy what you're about to hear. I just also recorded this story with Sadie Rob Huff on her podcast, Well, That's Good. So go and give that one a listen to because we do talk about other things that I don't talk about um, in this episode. But I hope you guys listen to this, that you're encouraged, that you share it with a friend, because it really is a remarkable story of how God sees our lives through from beginning to end. So not going to spoil any more. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. So recently, you just moved back from Montreal, back to Vancouver, back to your homeland. And to give anyone a geographical understanding of just the the distance between Montreal and Vancouver, what would you say? Goodness, I don't even know how many kilometers or miles it is, but it took us, I think it's like a solid five days of driving to get home. Five days. Five days of driving. It's a five-hour flight. Holy smokes. Canada's big. I lived on the East Coast and moved back to the West Coast, and it's very far. Yes. Uh, She lived in the land of the French, and now she lives in the land of the Pacific Northwesters. There you go. I'm learning, guys. I'm learning. (laughs) So, but why that context is important is it's massive, right? It's it's a massive amount of distance to travel. Uh, And also, there's a lot of people in between Montreal and Vancouver. And speaking of people, you had some amazing friends and just connections back in Montreal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one thing that I think I was really uh, interested in learning more about you when I first getting to know you, uh, was just your passion and your heart uh, for people, and especially your passion and heart for uh, the people who might be 
less fortunate or those who have been ostracized for society from society from a multitude of different reasons. And I remember you telling me a story about an individual named Shane, and that's where I wanted to to focus our conversation today. Mm -hmm. But before we get into who Shane is, why he's important to you, I mean, really the story that has culminated to, to this moment today, I just wanted to ask, where do you think this light that you had inside of you, this passion uh, for just people, but really specifically the passion for people who might be just overlooked in society, where do you think that first came from? Yeah, so I think in anything, growing up looking so different that people are just automatically drawn to you in certain ways. And I think when I was getting into my teen years, that was starting to bother me a lot more. Like it was just annoying that people would always be staring or people would be taking photos or always coming up to me and talking to me. And I went on, a, I guess, a journey for a few years of just wrestling with like, okay, am I okay with this? Is this fine? And still how how to be that positive person that I think that I am most most days and most like days, yeah. yeah being that like just being that happy go lucky like kid who just loves life who loves exploring who loves adventure um but how do you deal with when people are always just like looking at you and you're like yeah. the center of attention cuz yeah like you were talking about in the beginning like I do love the camera I I'm totally fine you know being in the in public um but when it's it's just constantly when you're in public and people are always looking at you when you're constantly center stage. Like it's, it does get tiring, yeah. I guess. And so when I moved to Montreal, I was a lot more on my own. Like I was walking everywhere. We, I lived downtown. I was going to school. So you're just around a lot more different people yeah. and you don't have that protection of your family with you. And when I moved in 2016, I was really rediscovering who God was. I had re-given my life to him. I was following him really for the first time on my own. And so it was kind of during that time where I started to realize that I had to get comfortable in what I looked like mm -hmm. and who wow. I was and how God made me if I was going to keep living this life well, if I was going to wow. keep um, you know, shining my light, like, like we say. And so it really was the start of, you know, God had to really show me just how special I am to him, that what I look like is not an accident, that having dwarfism is a, can be a good thing, it can be a great thing, and how to really embrace that and then live that out. Mm. And then once that started to happen, I noticed that I would approach encounters with people on the street just with a lot more grace, with a lot more compassion, with a lot more joy. And that really led me to start to realized that I had a heart for the homeless and for people who, like you said, just have not had it easy, that yeah. have, that aren't really as accepted as most people. And just with my size, like, and I'm sure you could say the same, like we're, people are drawn to us. People mm -hmm. always come up and have conversations. And once I was comfortable in who God made me to be, I was way more excited about having conversations with people who would come up to me wow. so that's that's how i would that's a pretty long-winded answer yeah. but it really like i had to accept who i was yeah. and i had to be okay with that and out of that i started to realize that i had a heart for people who are less fortunate and people just who got the got the rough end of the stick yeah he i mean god like really worked on your own heart he did by yourself really and, did yeah you know you and him had to work together on that before you could really go out in mm -hmm. a sense and and be ready and be prepared for that next that season of life. And I think what I love about that too is like you really took time away from 
a, a spotlight in a sense or away from what other people mm-hmm. were, were telling you or that validation that you might get from other people and like you knew that wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna give you the validation that you needed personally. oh my goodness yeah like it it goes like my love language is words of affirmation mm-hmm. and i thrive on just being reassured just saying hey you're doing great or like you know Words of affirmation, yeah. top notch. You're doing um, awesome right now. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for real, like words are great, but when they're just they're from people, like it's it's awesome. But when they're not coming from God first, they don't last, mm. and they're not they don't stick the same as when oh. your heavenly Father tells you that you're Amen. wonderfully made, that you're perfect, that you're beautiful, that He cares for you, and that He has a plan for you, like that. To me, the one who created me who says that about me is a lot more weighty and lasting than mm. other like just worldly comments or striving to you know be accepted yeah. or striving for people to like you. And so I really had to go through a time where I had to be confident in who God said I was before I could really do anything. That's amazing. Wow. So with this with this newfound confidence or this this weight of God's love, honestly, like on your shoulders in a good way. Mm-hmm. You you conquered Montreal in a sense of you really took every advantage possible to make the most of your time there. Mm-hmm. And in your time there, you met some some amazing people. And so, why don't we just dive into it um, a little bit? But can you tell me about the experience that you had with your friend Shane? Yes, of course. So like anything, there you have to put your money where your mouth is and like practice mm. what you preach and you have to walk out what you're learning. And I think looking back that this is a story where I had to walk out what God was doing internally in me and do it externally. And so there was a night, it was in 2018, it was January, and I was walking home from school. I was downtown, I was by myself, and I was walking like right in the middle of downtown and there was a homeless man who was on the street corner and he saw me and immediately as after he saw me he just started yelling at me he started yelling things that you know we're not going to repeat on this podcast and he just started going crazy and he was saying things like oh my goodness beep 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 look at you what am i looking at i can't believe this i must be on drugs someone tell me this is crazy you are so beep 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 small And he's like jumping up and down, you know, he's got tattoos all over his face. He's kind of a scary looking dude. People are starting to look at me and I'm just stunned. Mm. I was like, what the heck is happening? Like this has never happened to me. So I'm starting to get a little nervous, a little afraid. And I just put my head down and I just kept walking. And I turned the corner and as I'm getting closer to my apartment, I I started crying. I was like, you know, just Mm. get inside, just get inside. Don't let them, don't let people see you're crying. It's okay, it's okay. So I got into my apartment, keyed into my door, and I opened my front door, put my stuff down, and I just, like, started bawling. I was broken. I just started crying. I I sat on my couch, and I was like, what the heck? And, you know, I was more newer, I guess, to praying on my own at Mm. the time, and I, I didn't know what else to do. And so I just, like, I wouldn't even... I don't even know if I could call this praying. I was kind of like yelling at God, but (laughs) it it was honest and that's just how I felt. And I just, I didn't know what to do. And so I, I sat down on the couch and I remember I looked up at the ceiling and I said, God, you made me this way. You made me this way. I didn't ask to be made this way. I didn't ask for this life. Mm -hmm. And so if you made me this way, you better come down and fix this because that was not okay. Wow. You, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I laid it out and it's just how I felt. Yeah. And so I sat there and I said that and I was pretty mad. And I think I was expecting like God just to dry my tears and get a little bit of peace and I would go to bed. And as I'm sitting there, you know, the tears subside and I just felt like, you know, like those light bulb moments mm-hmm. that happen, like in those cartoons where a light bulb yeah. comes on your head. Um, it was like a light bulb moment. And all of a sudden I just felt the God prompt me and like, I know it was God. And he was just like, why don't you go back out there and buy him dinner? What? That's not the response you'd expect. No, I was oh. like, oh, okay, no, like I, what? Like that's confusing. And then I hear it again and I just hear, go back out there and buy him dinner. And that was just something that I couldn't shake. And the more that I was sitting there, like I knew deep down in my heart that I had to go back out there and do that. And so I put my boots back on, grab my wallet, and I'm walking down the stairs and I start to pray. And I said, okay, God, if that, if this is you, and if you're telling me to do this, he's going to be there when I get back to mm. the corner. But if this is not you, then I'll just come back home. But again, if this is you, you're going to need to give me the words to say to him mm. because I have no idea what I'm doing. And so I head out the door, I head down the street, I turn the corner, and I see him. And he's standing, wow. same place, right outside this McDonald's. And as soon as he sees me, he starts you know, yelling again and jumping up and down. And I walked right up to him, and I stuck out my hand, and I said, hey, my name's Danielle. Can I buy you dinner? And his jaw just dropped to the floor. And he immediately looked at me and he said, you know, you would do that for me? And I said, yeah, you know what? I'll buy you anything you want. Like, let's let's go. And immediately, like, guys, you wouldn't even believe this. Like, he just started apologizing to me. He started saying things like, you know, I'm so sorry that I said those things to you, that I treated you. It's these drugs. They're messing me up and all this stuff. And I said, you know what? I forgive you. Like, it's okay. And so we went inside. I bought him what he wanted. And for 15 minutes, we just talked. And he told me that he was from Vancouver, which was where I'm from, that he had a wife, that he had kids that he hadn't seen in a long time, and that he was really just trying to figure things out. And he was just in a really rough, he was in rough shape. Yeah. And so when his food comes, I felt the Lord prompt me to say, you know, Danielle, like, you need to pray for him. So in the middle of this McDonald's, this little four foot one dwarf and this guy with tattoos literally all over his face, I just said, hey, like, can I, I'm a Christian, like, can I pray for you? And he said, you know, I'd love that. Like, I knew God at one point, like, that would be Mm. great. So I laid my hands on him, middle of McDonald's, started praying. And then when I left and when we said goodbye, I felt so close to him that I could have given him a hug. Mm. Like, that's wild to me because literally 30 minutes earlier, I was crying on my couch, wanting to go to bed Mm. and yelling at God for making me this way. And then all of a sudden, I'm leaving this new friend whose name is Shane. And I felt so close to him that I could give him a hug. Like only God could restore a situation like that. In such a short amount of time. Literally. And you you said something crazy. You're like, when you prayed, pray out to God, you're like, God, I want you to come down and fix this. Like, you made me like this. You better, you better do something, right? Yeah. And it that's just that's wild because yes, he in a sense came down, but he required you to be part of that, right? It wasn't just some miraculous thing that Shane's heart was transformed or anything like that, right? You were were the one that had to go and take action. He really does. And that was the 
the biggest shock even five what are we five years later looking back at that almost six years this month I guess so it's like looking back on that God you know he wants to help all of his children he didn't just want to help me that night but he wanted to help Shane he plays no favorites no he doesn't and through going back and buying him a meal and praying for him he not only helped Shane but he helped me and he gave me the peace to walk in my neighborhood and not be afraid to walk out my front door you know, to keep walking out there and having those conversations and to walking in the truth that, you know, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am a child of God, that I can live a good life mm-hmm. even when I look a little different. And so that story just has always stuck with me. That has always just been like just a, a constant reminder yeah. that, you know, God hears you and he redeems and he restores situations that suck, really, yeah. is yeah. what it is. And... um I guess, like, yeah. I guess, like, to, I don't know. I always thought that that would be the whole story. That the, and that um, I saw Shane a few times after that and that we would chat. But then it, it was about, like, a few months later that I just stopped seeing him. Mm. Maybe, maybe it was about, like, a, year, a few months to a year. Then I just stopped seeing him. Yeah. And so you don't know where people no. end up. You don't know what's happened to people, especially uh, individuals who don't have a home. Um, and so I always thought that I would find out his story when I got to heaven. Um, but that was not the case. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like leaving that moment and leaving that, that has been a testimony for you. Um, yeah. just I think to others from that moment, you, you've shared this story of Shane. People, mm-hmm. people know who Shane is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, no one's really ever, ever met him. No. Uh, you know, the first time you kind of s- spoke in a, church setting you you talked about Shane right did, yeah and he's become someone that people are it's just the story itself people mm-hmm. are inspired by but it's really because I think they've seen it from your perspective and they've seen it how it's transformed him him his heart a little bit but mm-hmm. really how it's transformed your perspective on life and what God has given you and, and how to carry yourself well yeah and that's what we thought it would always be yeah right? And then um, God and then just shows up again. And... God shows up again and totally transforms. Yeah. So our fa- own understanding. So let's exactly. let's fast forward. All right. Let's do it. So, <laughs> so flash forward, I guess, to December third of two thousand twenty-three, and I'm back home, um, giving my first uh, message at my home church's community dinner. Mm. So my church, um, it's our church right now. Yeah, our um, church. Yeah, our church at um, in back here in White Rock, BC, does this community dinner. And they've been doing it for the last 20 years where they offer a dinner for people who are unhoused, people who are low income, and people who just need a hot meal. And Mm. every Sunday, they do this community dinner. Yeah, they've only missed like one Sunday. Yeah, one, I think, which is insane in 20 years. And so Kevin and I, we had volunteered with our small group one Sunday and really just loved it. It was great. Um, Just felt so connected to the people, really felt like I wanted to go back. And so my pastor gave me this opportunity to give the message at one of the community dinners. So I was like, yep, for sure. Awesome. And Kev was out of town uh, this this week. And so it was just me and my parents came to watch. And as I am um, getting ready to preach, I think this was like five minutes before I was about to go on stage, I'm standing at the back of the gym and just getting ready and talking to my mom and dad when all of a sudden Shane walks in to my church the church that i have grown up in that i have just come back to 
and that is literally all the way across the country. He walks in to my church. I'm just, like, just, just oh. say it, say it again, because you know my geography lesson. You guys know Montreal, British Columbia, <laughs> Vancouver. That's pretty far. So it, it is. It's so far, and he just he walks into the church, and we make eye contact, and wow. I just start crying. What was that moment like? Looking up, and I was just shocked. Yeah. I, I was shocked. I, I just started crying, and he sees me, and he just looks shocked, and. I walk up to him and he goes, it's you. And I'm like, it, it's you. And we just hug. He's like, can I give you a hug? I'm like, uh, absolutely. I'm like bawling at this point. He's giving me a hug and he says, hey, like, can I introduce you to my wife and my um, kids? And so his wife comes over and then his two kids come over and his wife's carrying this little baby. And he says, you know, this is my wife that I had told you about in Montreal and these are my two kids and this is our new little baby and we call her our redemption baby and so at the time when I had met Shane he was not doing well he hadn't seen his wife he hadn't seen his two kids and all of a sudden five years later he's walking in to this church for this community dinner on the first time that I'm about to give a message like what the heck and then Insane. he's not only there, but he has turned his life around. He is a Christian. He's given his life to Jesus. He's reconciled with his wife and his oh two gosh. kids, and they have a new baby. It was the most insane, mind-blowing thing. And so nobody could tell me that God is not real. No one can. Nobody can tell me that the Lord does not see things through from beginning to end. And I think the biggest thing that I, I was like in shock for a few, like the whole week afterwards was that- Still in shock. Still in shock, honestly. Yeah. And I never thought, kind of like I said earlier, that I would have ever gotten to see Shane again. Mm. I thought that I would always find out his story when I got to heaven. Mm. But having just at that moment where he just walked right in and I got to see just how God really had his hand on his life from yeah. beginning to end and bring that whole moment that full circle moment to literally the church I grew up in and gave me this wonderful gift of getting to see that. Like, God, like, no matter what you're going through, God will see you from beginning to end. Mm. Like, no matter what trials you're in, no matter how far away you feel, no matter how much you've messed up, like the Lord is with you and he will see things through until wow. you're on the other side of it. And I have never seen a story like that and something play out so profoundly except in this yeah. story. Yeah, so, it's it's just insane. I remember I, you, you called me that night and uh, I, ob- obviously you, you had no words. And mm-hmm. I could hear on the other side of the phone all you said was, um, some something along the lines was like that he showed up. Yeah, and I was like, God showed up. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and then you went into it, and yeah. it's it. Yes, God did show up. Yeah. But through this, through this amazing interaction, this yeah. this friendship, and I just want to just read what you wrote um in a recent Instagram mm-hmm. caption, and you kind of said it, but you said I kept our dinner receipt that night in 2018. I've never forgotten how God showed up. He didn't just help me in my hurt but he used a broken situation to help someone else too. I learned that night that God is in the business of not just chasing after me, 
but he wants hope and restoration for everyone, yeah. no matter their circumstance. Last night, I got to witness a miracle. A miracle I was never entitled to see, but have been forever marked because of it. God restored my friend from the darkest of values. Valleys, won't he do the same for you? Amen. That's so true. And I think, just to like end this, um, you know, God can do miracles. Mm-hmm. And God did do a miracle in Shane's life. And he did one in my life. And if anything, what this has reminded me of and what this has spurred me on, like I I left everything that I knew in Montreal and I came back home and I'm in this brand new season, this brand new life. And God just gifted me with this, with this, like with his presence with his presence really that when i look back on this story what started was an encounter with someone and it wasn't a nice encounter it didn't feel good and it really hurt but when we invite the lord into our circumstances when we surrender the life that we have and we say hey god come down and fix this he does fix this and he does fix things in ways that we can't even imagine but that when we are obedient to his leading, when we are obedient to what he wants to do, when we just say yes, he really truly does do remarkable things. Amen. And he did a remarkable thing, not just in my life, but in my friend Shane's life. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, an, it's miraculous, really, is what it is. And so if I could encourage anybody who's still listening to this, if you're out there. I hope you're still. I hope you're still listening to this, would be that the Lord cares about your situation the lord cares about your circumstances and he will meet you exactly where you need him to meet you because he did it in my life he did it in my friend shane's life so he will do it in yours yes he will amen amen so i think we just wrap it up right here and uh just thank you guys thank you for listening thank you for being along on this journey with us and we're just excited to continue so um, and don't be don't be discouraged to share, you know, your testimony. So we'll catch you guys on another episode. Uh, see you next week. Hey.